0: and i meant to ask you i'm sorry do you which do you go by odm now okay yeah so sh- um, do you want me to like redo that to make sure that it's just odm
1: no it's fine because a lot of people will know okay. me as deluxe dj
0: okay did i say that right oh i said dj deluxe
1: it's all right don't worry okay i feel like, okay. i feel like we sorry. might need to restart now <laughs> or we just leave this in because it's all fun
0: do you do you want to like do do you use your your name though or do you like to keep the mystique of dj oh no you just call me jake okay (laughs) fine (laughs) hey jake (laughs) how's it going
1: hi Wayne. (laughs) i'm good i'm good
0: thanks i'm good yeah yeah Welcome to another episode of the Madonna Get-Together. I am your host, Wayne. Continuing our fan remixer Hey Mr. DJ series leading up to and beyond for the new album Finally Enough Love. I brought on a guest, a fan remixer, a DJ. He likes to run and swim, maybe to the ocean floor. Jouez-vous, will you play my record? Please welcome ODM DJ Deluxe. Hey Mr. DJ, how are you?
1: Hey, I am good. Thank you very much.
0: Well, I know you're talking to us from London, mm. and I'm on the east coast of US. What are what are things like over there across the pond? Uh, it's sunny. It's
1: very warm. We're in the middle of a massive heat wave here. Are you in the middle of a
0: heat wave too? It's sort of like a heat wave, but it's been raining a lot more recently. So it rained a lot yesterday. So it's a little bit cooler than it has been. But it's still it's very humid here. Um, on the East Coast, especially like in Virginia, where I am, the humidity is always like the worst thing about the summer.
1: I I would love some rain right now. It's awful in terms of, uh, yeah, it's just been dry, the dry heat. And it's, you know, that whole, you know, the global warming stuff, 40 Mm -hmm.
0: degrees, you know,
1: it's insane.
0: Well, maybe you can, you know, have a seance and play rain. Madonna, and it'll, it'll bring in the rain clouds. Because, you know, rain is what the thunder brings.
1: For the first time, apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you can sing along with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, nobody wants to hear me sing. Nobody. It's, it's not. Good noises do not come out of my mouth.
0: <laughs> well i i know that you've been djing or, or being a fan remixer for s- such a long time i'd like for you to just take us all back and tell me when you've started getting into madonna and also like when you hit that stride where you're like you know what i'm gonna start djing i'm gonna start making remixes and and doing stuff so take us back to when you first become a fan
1: oh so so that the, the... Uh, first becoming a fan that was um when the like a virgin album was out yeah i saw that i remember the dress shop video and i was obsessed i was obsessed with her outfit i was obsessed with her dancing i was obsessed with the song i was obsessed with the backing singers the dancers they weren't really singers they were dancers um right they were quite cute i seem to remember um or at least one of them was. Anyway, so I was obsessed with that whole <laughs> that whole thing. I remember I was going to buy an album. I had some money. I was going to buy an album, and I it, I think it was either going to be True Colors by Cindy Lauper or or like a Virgin by Madonna. And I had done, I think I had both of them in my hand, and I knew that Dress You Up was on the like a Virgin album, um, but there was something about the. I don't know if it was True Colors. It was a Cindy Lauper al- album that was out, and it might have been. It was very bright and vivid. But she's so
0: unusual. Like,
1: oh, that might be it. Then. Anyway, it was, and I was like, "Which one do I buy? Which one do I buy?" And I bought, I bought Like a Virgin because of dress you up, and that was the beginning. And I used to play the album to death, um, and I, because I. I never really liked Like a Virgin or Material Girl and still Mm -mm. to this day they're not like my favourites but Angel blew me away And in fact I listened to Angel recently and I was like oh my god this song I'd forgotten how good it is just production wise it's it's, 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 it's beautiful Um, and I got the version of Like a Virgin with Into the Groove on it Um, but what really blew me away by that album were was be Doo and Love Done Here, love, uh, love, love Doesn't Live Here Anymore, was so different from everything else on the album. Her voice, her singing, the emotion, it was raw. That was it. I was hooked.
0: Well, you made the right choice by choosing, <laughs> like, a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> well, Imagine that <if> you <laughs> picked Cindy Lauper and what you'd be remixing now.
1: What? It's, it, I was Which wouldn't be a bad thing. No, no, not at all. Cindy's done some great stuff. Um, Her cover of I Drove All Night is still, I think, far superior to the original. Although my husband Mm -hmm. and I have had many a drunk discussion about that. (laughs) But what was I going to say? Oh, I know what I was going to say. So I was thinking about this whole Madonna thing and how we as queer men, gay men, are drawn to these diva-like people pop stars mm-hmm. you know i was thinking about grace Jones, i was thinking about this this morning grace jones kylie you know going back to you know way you know barbos streisand or um liza minnelli judy garland there is something and it doesn't we may not necessarily know like when we were kids right we wouldn't have identified as queer or gay but we right. identified as loving madonna and they still don't know what it is about... Because so I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, oh, maybe it's something to do with the fact that they're strong women. But when I became obsessed with Madonna, I didn't know anything about her persona. As a, you know, I, I saw the videos. Yep. Um, and the thing, you know, Kylie, um, who is a strong female, but not, doesn't present herself in the same way that Madonna does, but still attracts legions of gay men. Um, there I just don't know what it is about these female artists that attracts legions of gays to them. I said, I don't know what it is. Yeah. There's this magic that they have like, and we are like flies around shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's funny that you say that. Like I was just thinking about that uh, recently too. I, yeah, I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know if it's just the creativity, the the grandeur, the, yeah, I, I don't know the answer because the mm-hmm. fact that we're attracted to men doesn't make sense that we're attracted to these strong females either. <laughs> so um, I don't know if there is a reason for it, but I also don't know if there has to be. I, I think it's just, I think it's great that we think about these things and, and um, have a reason to come together.
1: Oh, the music. absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, music does. Make the uh,
0: people come together. Yeah, exactly. And the exactly. bourgeoisie. Uh,
1: apparently, apparently so. Um, at, interestingly, I'm trying to remix music at the moment. It's not going at all well, um, <laughs> which is annoying me. because um, I've got this idea for it, um, which is not an original idea. Somebody's already done this, this version that I'm going to do. But I'm to okay. make it ten times better because what they've done is shit and mine will be superior.
0: Well, we don't have to give away any names, but I don't know who did it, it's just on
1: YouTube.
0: Oh, Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, tell me how you actually started getting into remixing. Well, mm. What was that journey like?
1: So there's a couple of things that happened. I suppose, obviously when a true blue album came out, there's like a completely different sound from the to, mm-hmm. um, the, like a virgin album so that did something that kind of solidified her anyway into my like into my psyche as a an artist and somebody that i was like i used to stare at that cover for hours on end Um but then i remember listening to the radio and it's a sin by the pet shop boys was playing mm-hmm. and I remember my parents' um, sound system was like, all, all you could do, it didn't even have a graphic equalizer, it just had a treble and uh, a bass function. So I was right. turning those up and down. And even that, um, just the mere fact of just moving those around, was like, it sounds different. Like, there's different, like, I didn't fully understand what's happening or what treble and bass actually, even then, I was like, I was mm-hmm. like 12 or something, and not fully understanding what was going on there. Um, and I've I've said this before, but one of my earliest memories of music is hearing "I Feel Love" by Donna Summer, and um, the bass line goes. is it's alternates between speakers. You've got a dum 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 dum. You've got one bit over there, and you've got another bass line out of another out of the, the other speaker. Uh, so you hear it, and 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 what? And even now, that song, in and of itself, is bloody amazing. The production is brilliant. Yeah. Um, and then, so True Blue was out, 86. 87, You Can Dance came out. And You Can Dance was the album that made me go, what? Because at that point, I'd obviously, I'd, I'd heard the original versions of most of the songs. I haven't got the first album at this point. I'd heard, like, the original versions of Into the Groove and mm-hmm. um, Where's the Party um, over and over. And, oh, God, the remix for Over and Over on You Can Dance, um, both mm-hmm. the dub and the... I was like, what? How? How, did, how do people do this? <laughs> like, I was obsessed then. I was like, A, I was obsessed with what they did to her voice, especially on the over and over dub. Like about hurry up, hurry up, hurry up mm-hmm. just and it going round and and just also all of the overdubs, all of that, you know, the timbal drum and yeah. um, just and, and the way that they made some of those sounds kind of look feel like it was 3D, even long before cue sound or what we have now, right. spatial sound, um, on Apple Music. I was like, what what's what's all this? What's going on? And it was it became like a mission for me I was like I remember like I was wanting so badly to have a keyboard just so I could learn how to play it and so that was it that was it you can dance
0: did it I was just gonna say I love the fact that part of it just started with you just um playing with the treble and the bass Mm. like in that that kind of made you curious and then of course, like when you hear something like "You Can Dance" and you and you hear all these different elements that you've never heard before, I can imagine how like you just get you just get this feeling like there's more that can be done to songs than
1: yeah
0: than what's there and how it inspired because you can dance even though they are remixes. Most of the remixes that would come out even before that were more of just like extended versions. So it's it's kind of with what. Shep had done and um, Jelly Bean had done with the songs on You Can Dance it's kind of amazing that they kind of created these this new sound for the songs and gives you a different feeling which is w- one of the one of the things I love about remixes is, is that they can give you a different feeling
1: yeah I remember getting hold of the stems a few years ago for Into the Groove and they were the um, You Can Dance stems um mm-hmm. So being able to hear just, like, all of it, like, you know, the, da, 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 and all of that stuff, like, and the way that he um, overlaid uh, her the dance from You Can Dance, so it sounds like a, like an alien or a robot or something, whatever it sounds like. Yeah. It's, like and it's still super cheesy, but I basically – I just listened to all of that. I was like, this is fucking brilliant. Like, this is full nerd geek Madonna heaven like music producer <laughs> heaven hearing all of these things raw um but yeah just i mean you're right absolutely they kept to the original um vibe of the songs but also yeah. they were completely new completely
0: exactly new. yeah
1: um and i was also obsessed with the way into the groove and where's the party seamlessly turned into the one one moved into the other and i was like and for years i would have listened to it like how did he do that how does it how does he make it go from that to that and 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 you just don't lose a beat but now now obviously i, I can hear it i can hear exactly the moment it changes yeah um, but for years i've just like oh this is amazing
0: <laughs> <laughs> so out of the remixers from You Can Dance like Jelly Bean and Shep is, is there do you have like an inspiration of remixers that are out there that uh, helped you kind of like even if <laughs> directly but maybe even indirectly influenced you as you make your remixes
1: well it's going to be Shep right I I was just thinking back to you uh, in bed with Madonna who's the greatest love of your life your whole life um, <laughs> Shep um Chep. Shep <laughs> if I could answer that question in that like <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Um but honestly, so obviously uh the into the groove remix of oh sorry, his into the groove remix on You Can Dance, Where's the Party? Um But then obviously we had a little well no, we didn't have a hiatus because also at the same time we had um those like Like El soundtrack. Um so then we had the remixes for causing Promotion. Yeah. Um, so that happened, but so that was great. Um, and then, like a prayer came out and "Express Yourself" happened. I'm the first remix of "Express Yourself." I had was the stop and go dub. So first, first hearing of the. I was like, oh my god, it's 10 minutes 40, so what the fuck is that? <laughs> and then suddenly it starts with boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, um, just that bass line. You're like, what what's going on? Um and, and then and then this kick drum, it's of the floor kick drum, and and then the bass did that have that little reverb in it as it just started getting going, and also and then and then that's the cato snare, and then suddenly you're into it, and you're like, um, She's not singing, but this is fucking amazing. How yeah. does it express yourself? <laughs> um, I don't think I'd seen the video at this point. So Shep will be the person that really, I was like, right, this is what I need to do. I need to, I need to know how to do this. I need to know now because this is insane. Like, to turn express yourself, the album version. Oh, no, i tell you what, also what happened. I remember hearing... Express Yourself single version being played on the radio, and so it was like the album version but different, and I didn't right. know why, because the, the, the strings were on there, but also what I hadn't clocked until I got to the local music, Express Yourself was on this single version, it changed the bass line, so I well, the enhanced it, not changed it, but it's just meatier and weightier, and it's almost like right. they the synth level bass on it. So you've obviously got the, like, the natural played bass guitar on it, the electric bass or whatever, but there was this, this other synth. On it. Um, and so I was like, what, this is better. Even though I loved Express Yourself anyway, it's like you've made it even better. Yeah. Um, and so I still love that version. I still love that single version. Um, so, yeah, check blew me away by Express Yourself. All remixes of Express Yourself. Even the even though I cringe at it, even uh chef Expressing himself re- remix on uh, the justify my love the, single. Yeah 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 even that um because again even that that took us on to another place. Right. Um, let me take you to a place you've never been with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um oh I'm gonna take you to a place anyway um because again it was like Oh, now you're just like completely stripping out all of the in- instrumentation in the second verse, and all we're going to get is that little cowbell um, and a little stab of the piano. I'm like, how much more could you remix this song? Like, And he, it's almost like he took that that, that um, non stop express mix and just went, Do you know what? I'm going to fuck this over to the point of it just something <laughs> complete. So, yeah, by 1990, I was fully obsessed, obsessed with Shep Pettigrew. And then, obviously, he did all the stuff with Janet around the Reformation. Yes. Yep. And when I finally got hold of that that house mix of you Miss you much, I was like, Shep Pettigrew, you're an arsehole. I hate you and I love you equally. <laughs> um, and then Vogue hit. And you're like, oh, my God, you've taken all of the stuff that you've done in these remixes and you've put it in this song
0: yeah that was like one of the the things that i noticed too and unfortunately i didn't notice a lot of these things until i actually got older um and and kind of recognized so i never recognized that the the like single remix of express yourself was different than the album version and until like maybe like 10 or 15 years ago but at the same time it was great for me because it was like getting a new surprise. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I never heard this or never realized it. Cause it was the, I, the only version that was available was on cassette at the time. Like I didn't have the vinyl. I didn't have um, the, the CD that I had was the European import. So it only had the remixes on there. So, you know, once the cassette was put away and I stopped listening to cassettes, like I never, I never even thought to give the single remix a chance. Um, And so it was like amazing to hear these different elements in there. And the same thing with Vogue, like hearing um, the elements that were used in the Missy much remix. It's great to hear like an artist who an artist, and I'm calling Shep an artist that he recognizes his talent and saying, you know what? I know this will fit really good here. It doesn't matter that I I may have used it um, in another remix, or it might sound similar to another remix, but here it is in Vogue and it was amazing.
1: I love the fact you said elements of Vogue in Miss You Much when actually it's elements of Miss You Much in Vogue. Um, True. He, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> Miss You Much Miss You Much remix was out before Vogue. Um, right. and also also the the because obviously with you know the whole um, Love Beat saga, um, because he lifted so much from um, Salsall classic um, track like the Love Beat sample some of the percussion and you're like how did you I still don't know how they got away with that because it was blatant lifting
0: different time different
1: time but I only went to court a few years ago and still they still managed to get out of it she didn't have to pay anything
0: that's It's crazy. Copyright. Copyright law is like such a crazy thing. And it's all sort of um, kind of arbitrary and subjective about who's making the claim Mm -hmm. and who has the best defense lawyer, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a good transition into some of your remixes because um, I always have you, you know, send me a list. Let me just get an idea of like who you are. I've heard some of your remixes previous to talking to you, but It's it's hard to like say oh I'm gonna listen to all of them because there's so many and they're all so good. So um, one of one of the first ones you mentioned was Flawless Vogue, which is kind of like a mashup between George Michael's Flawless and Madonna's Vogue. feel like it has just the right amount of vogue and just the right amount of flawless too because when you do a mashup sometimes it's one dominates the other or vice versa so um i really like how you did it and um it's also one of my favorite george michael songs too so um it was cool to hear it i'd never heard that before.
1: thanks yeah it's one of those somebody asked me only, only, recently, how I came up with the idea. It was like I was just listening to Vogue, and no, because I was listening to Flawless, and then I was, I was like, Vogue will work on top of this, and it was just a tiny pitch correction on Madonna's vocals, and yeah, it was just it, it was it was flawless. It really worked. Yeah, so a happy accident. Most remixes, I think, are well for me anyway, the happy accidents. I actually went through a little phase of just putting Madonna and George Michael together in various. Various different guises. <laughs> I think this was probably the the, the, the most successful or technically good.
0: Have you heard the new mashup with Beyonce for Break My Soul? No. It just came out yesterday. I would love to hear your thoughts on it after you listen to it. Okay. Because I think there's some, there's be some mixed listen. reviews <laughs> that I've heard okay. from different people. I like it, but I'm also just like, for me, it's just being in the moment of the fact that, like, "Break My Soul" is is a new single, and the fact that um, her and Madonna or Madonna's team or whatever worked together so that the mashup could be put out. I like Madonna striking while the iron's hot. Like, okay, Beyoncé's album just came out. Here's her new song. Let's throw a mashup together. I love that. Well,
1: wow. I will give it a listen and see what I think. <laughs> um, I think. Madonna striking while it's hot is an interesting concept because <laughs> I don't think she is striking while it's hot at the moment. She seems to be... And if she is striking, she's not hitting the mark, in my opinion.
0: Okay. I mean, that's fair. Have you heard their Material Girl, um <clears throat> song with Saucy Santana?
1: Yeah, I hate it. I <laughs> detest it. I... Um I did listen to your episode with Felix and um the question around all the frozen remixes and, uh-huh. and, and Felix Felix's response and and uh I have one word to say um about all of this stuff that's happening right
0: now. Reductive. <laughs> well, uh yeah, I mean I I understand that. And I also think that, you know, based on some of the remixes I've heard from you, I mean, some of your remixes surpass even hers uh, that she has officially put out. So, I mean, I totally get that. I, for me, I think um, just being a fan, like I've been a fan for so long and I've wanted so many different things for so long that I've... um, I don't know if the right word, or maybe maybe it is the right word. My my expectations have have lowered a bit. Where <laughs> you know, I meaning like I don't expect the best, uh, especially like during this time. If if she's going to be a feature on somebody else's record, I'm not expecting it to be at you know Madonna, Shep Pettibone production level or madonna and patrick leonard production level i know i'm not gonna get that so i kind of just like take what i'm given and just enjoy what i can from it um so i do like the material Girl remix it's it's not gonna like replace the regular material girl it's not gonna be on you know my playlist of top 10 Madonna songs. No, but I don't know. It's, it's fun to listen to. It's fun to listen to, you know, Madonna. Uh, this is Madonna's way of of staying in touch with the youth. (laughs) No more different than what she did with Justin Timberlake, which I don't even want to get into because I can't stand hard candy or anything that Madonna did with Justin Timberlake or, or Timberland. So, um, (laughs) I think it's fair, you know, it's, it's, I don't see it much doing much different than what she did then. So for me, it's kind of like, well, it's better than what she did with Justin Timberlake. So I'm okay with it. <laughs>
1: mm. So I was talking to a friend of mine just this morning about material quality. Um and, 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 and we used the hard candy similarly, actually. Uh-huh. It's interesting. You brought that up. It's like, this is, this is beautiful. I think probably because I don't know if I told him I was doing this podcast but he asked me if I'd heard it and I was like it's it's awful I hate it and <laughs> and, and he's like and, and and we because because we have both laughed and joked about um hard candy as an album a concept many mm-hmm. a time but I would love I would much rather listen to um candy shop five times in a row than material go out go out once <laughs> um I would rather Hear her say, telling me that her sugar is raw,
0: unconvincingly. Oh me. gosh! <laughs>
1: um, and see it wheeled out for five different tours in a row um, for no apparent reason. Um, yeah. Um, I just, I, it's interesting what you say about you know, I'll, you know, like in terms of the creative output right now, because mm-hmm. I would rather. Not have this, um, and her do something meaningful. Then, and it doesn't matter. Like, but don't like. And and again, you know, this whole reconnecting with your a a different audience, the youth, and all of that. But it just feels to me like she's constantly chasing this. Now, it's like I get the whole ageism thing, and sexism thing, and misogyny, and all of that. I get all of that, and I highly highly empathise with all of those things that she talks about as an ageing pop star. But what I don't feel she needs to do, in my opinion, is destroy a legacy of solid work and reputation and boundary pushing and all of Mm -hmm. those great things just to chase a different kind of audience, just to appeal to a different... She doesn't need to. She doesn't need to do that. It feels to me like right. she's debasing herself. Um, she can still sing. She can still knock out a ballad or two. She can still knock out a decent dance track, but let's make them original.
0: Yeah. I, I will not disagree with you. Um, and I'm hoping by me just kind of like being accepting of what she's doing that if, if, if the room isn't shaken up by, you know, Madonna fans being so divided on it, then maybe she um, won't be as defiant and feel like she does need to do all these things. You know what I mean? Like, cause if, if people complain too much, then maybe she'll be like, well, I'm just going to keep doing it. Like wearing that stupid fucking grill. But, um, (laughs) but you know, if, if we kind of like, okay, girl, go ahead, go do your thing. Go, go uh, do a duet with Saucy Santana or this mashup with Beyonce. Great. Maybe she'll come back with something like something that we'll be able to sink our teeth into when new music comes out.
1: But uh... I think she's at a point now where there was nobody saying no. Nobody's saying, do you know what? This is not a good choice right now. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think. And I get, like, she's, what, 64, 65?
0: She's about to start 65, know. right?
1: Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I do get the whole, like, zero fucks to give. I do mm-hmm. get that. Like, you, she like, of any... Um, artist of that generation you've got nothing to prove I get that but also, Desana, I do believe I, I, just, I don't know anything about her life, and I did remember saying to you on an email, I don't want to talk about all of the things that we don't like, her family or her life or anything like that But, here, yeah. we, I, talk, but I suppose this is how <laughs> music, I'm, I'm okay with this, this ground but it does feel like there's nobody saying no right now
0: um, yeah m- that's the hard part about don't. becoming Superstar level pop star. Well, now that we've deviated <laughs> a little bit from our <laughs> conversation, I want to get back to you. I want to get back to your remixes. So um, I'm just going to kind of mention some of the, the ones that you had sent me. Uh, one of the ones was American Life. And you put a, um, a note next to it and you said, it tells a story. And I'm like, okay, well, let me check it out. And my God, you're right. Like, wow. When I listen to it, i'm kind of taken into this like cinematic universe where i'm i'm just like i'm following some the camera is this one person camera and it's just following madonna or this character where because the, i feel like this could be used a back for a background of a character it's not just madonna and i think that's that's to me where music can help transcend where it doesn't have to be tied to a specific artist. It can be um, something that can exist on its own. And I feel like that's what you did with the song when you remixed it is you, you made it its own song where um, yes, it's a Madonna song, but it, it could apply to anybody.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Well, so, so firstly, thank you for appreciating its cinematic glory because that's what I was going for. So, so sometimes what goes through my head is what would this be like if it was a tour version? Yeah. So then I think visuals. And actually um, a friend of mine, um, Roman, who works with our, our little collective Madonna Remixes United, he does a lot of videos for us and he did the video for it, it's on YouTube somewhere, um, and basically the video that he produced was what was in my head as a visual for the remix that I was doing, um, and <clears throat> there was, the because it starts with all that Donald Trump shit, and um, I suppose when I started remixing I, well, I was like, if this was going to be a tour version, how would I like to see it represented yeah. on screen? How would I like to see it like right now at this particular t- moment in time? So it must have been, it was during his pre- presidency or the start of it, like, um, even though the world has turned even shitter and more ap- apocalyptic than it ever was four or five years ago. Um, I was like, this, the, yeah. This feels like this song could actually represent at this moment in time, and it did um, beautifully. But also, what was really—I'm blowing smoke up my own ass now—but <laughs> um, I really loved like there was it was there's a there's a bit because it's a ten-minute mix, and I make no apologies mm-hmm. for making long remixes. Um, but I put that there's that vocal sample from Let it will be. Um, Yes, and then it moves into God Control, and I was like, all of these themes work, all of them work, all uh, as uh, like hourly or yeah hourly, but they also work visually in terms of you can just see all this stuff happening as well, um, and especially at the end when it's just at the end of the mix is just bombs, guns, and then, and then you've got the, the God Control vocal, and it's like. Yeah, so I'm glad that you. Yeah, it does tell a story. I'm glad that you glad that you got it. Thanks.
0: Well, I wanted to talk to you too because you did mention something about the the length of the remix. Because um, a lot of your remixes are, are, are tend to be, you know, beyond the the five and a half minute to sometimes ten minute uh, mark. And thinking about how music is today, I mean, even with Madonna's, the the material girl, uh, that's like two minutes and 46 seconds long. Um, Mm. whereas music, especially where I, where I kind of put Madonna at my height, which is between, uh, you know, like a prayer and erotica albums, a lot of the songs are four and a half to five, sometimes a little bit longer, Um, But that seems to kind of been reduced or or get reducted into, uh, you know, three minute tracks now that you hear. And sometimes that translate into remixes too, because remixes aren't as long as they used to be. So what are your thoughts on kind of like the length of tracks and, and how long, you know, with the attention span of those who are listening to it, how do you feel like you create something that, People are going to spend the time to listen to from start to finish.
1: That is a good question. So, one, I don't remix for anybody else than myself. So, that's the first point. Two, I'm not happy with this whole lack of attention span. Like the way we we consume things now in everything small, and so we don't Mm -hmm. get. Weird. like we don't we don't understand the process we don't take a, i was talking to a friend about this in the pub last night actually about small you know like tiktok size, yeah. size things and we don't care about what you know the bigger picture we don't seem to want to think about a journey or a process or a theme and i like to explore i like am i suppose i'm a bit of a storyteller um in different ways, um, and, and that I suppose that's part of my music as well. I like to, I like to take the listener on a journey. Um, so that journey often like takes some time. Like I want, I want, people, to, and I, I want people to like settle in, like just get into it. Like, yeah. So I just struggle with the whole three minute, two minute, half minute thing. Uh. You can't tell a story with that. There's no narrative. I, I do get you know like. I suppose there is an element of sometimes you want a snack. Mm -hmm. um, That's fine. But fast food is great for a particular moment, but it's not nourishing.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny that you said snack because I was thinking that snackable, it's it's almost like snackable content. Like, yeah, you can have a a stick of beef jerky, but I'd rather have a steak. Right? Yeah. So,
1: That um, that steak's got to be cooked well, right?
0: Yes. Well, I don't know. How do you like your steak? Uh,
1: I like mine um,
0: medium. Mm. I am you know of it? medium well. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. Everyone hates me. They're like, how can you eat it like that? It's like eating leather. I was like, no, it's not well done. So it still has a little bit of pink. Um, I just don't want it to, like, you know, you come alive in my mouth while I'm eating it. <laughs> well, um, I know people don't eat it blue. <laughs> oh gosh yeah I have I know some people that will like that too I just can't um but it's I love that
1: you blow. Are- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for for throwing in these Madonna references I'm really bad at <laughs> until them. I'm until I'm like hanging out with like Madonna people it's it's really hard for me to like turn it on all the time because I have so many other references running through my head um <laughs> but Bad Girl, one of the things I wrote about it was futuristic. So I think you do that with a couple of them, like um, Iconic, Deeper and Deeper, and Bad Girl. They all kind of have this element of of futurism where uh, I kind of, it's otherworldly. like you can close your eyes and get lost into this different realm of um i feel like it's it's something you'd see uh people dancing to like in an anime and a discotheque like it's it's just it takes you out of the original feeling of the song but not losing it but just taking you like this is this is the future of music this is what it should be sounding like so um those are what I love about I love the spotlight reference and iconic. That was really cool to hear. Um, just just for listeners,
1: right? Because you can obviously see me. I'm clapping my hands, and I'm like full <laughs> of the joy right now. So that's fucking amazing. Thank
0: you. I love. It. Yeah, it's it's hard to like verbalize uh, some of the the remixes that you did because I just it, you you do something where you you set like the mood and the landscape for like what's happening, and people can just feel like they're somewhere else. Um, and another. Place where you do that is uh, open your heart. feel like, you know, when, when you do go to, you know, helm Madonna's tours, the musical director, you'd be able to like, be able to show up at the workshop and, or the candy workshop and, and be able to play these for her. And I feel like she should be blown away and be like, yes, this is the version I want to do on tour. Um, cause open your heart is very, that's very grand. And I wanted to ask you because this is not the music of the original track. This is different music. So did you create this music too? Like do you play like the piano that I hear in best night? Is that you playing?
1: <laughs> some stuff I play, some plus some stuff is stolen. So oh, right, okay, open your heart. Obviously I got the original vocal stems, which was great. In fact I've got I think I've got all the stems for that, so it's just nice to listen to it anyway. And my original plan for opening I was like, oh I'll just do an upbeat dancy version, but everybody does upbeat dan- dancing versions. It's that kind of song, right? You can just that, that bass line, yeah. you could just you could just do whatever the fuck you like and, and just chuck her voice over the top and that's fine. But sometimes for me and like, no, this needs to be different. This and I been obsessed with strings and orchestras for as long as possible like mm-hmm. if you ever listen to any of my original stuff i've got a track called theme which is very much like a i'm going to take you into a place of what goes on in my head musically um which is all strings but then synths and stuff but anyway back to open your heart so like open your heart needs to be different it can be different um and i suppose subconsciously there was an element of the MDNA tor version because that's quite slowed down right it's quite straight back yes so anyway there's a little trick that some of us remixers do which is um we'll find the midi version so a midi file so if i'm teaching you to suck eggs wayne i apologize
0: no i i want you to explain what are the different formats what are the differences between them and what makes you decide to use one over the other
1: so you can get an acapella right Uh, so that will be usually the original acapella well you only want the original acapella right um or you can get filtered versions and that is basically which any anyone can do You just go and use some software online you can take the original song it will suck out the vocals and if you've got really good um there's some really really trick bits of um ai now so it will suck out the, the drums it'll suck out the bass line mm-hmm. it'll suck out all the other stuff and you can get these elements of songs and that stuff is really good now um so that's a really good way of creating your own acapellas and building a remix from there um but the stems are gold there's this remix in gold because they are all of the original tracks from the song so i i think that's before we started recording i told you i was working on a remix for music there was yes. 74 different single tracks for music
0: Wow! drums
1: bass synths different I, I don't know if you've heard all of the different verses and vocals for music there are but there was yeah. so many, a yeah, little bit yeah yeah yeah, there was so there's so much from that's not included in the original, and there's a really there's a there's a really nice bit in there actually that I'm going to lift out and put into this if I ever get this remix working. Um, where she seems like it's never used in anything, so I just want to bring that out. Um, but with Open Heart, so the other thing, so as I mentioned, MIDI. So MIDI mm-hmm. is essentially you can just go on. The internet, and you could type in Madonna MIDI file, and it's essentially like a like a shitty karaoke version. Um, anyway, so when you get this MIDI file, you put it into your, your audio works workstation, and um, it will have like the drums, the bass, blah blah blah. They're not the original ones, but they are a a, a facsimile, right? So you, so I did that with Open Your Heart, um, so I could because I could then get the chord structure for the song. Right? So they sounded, right. they still sounded shit. It's like it was like a shitty piano or, or like it's put b- b- on instruments that. But the great thing is, you then have something to build from, right? You have all the chords, you have the melodies, you might have a bass line, whatever, and then you're able to manipulate them. And then I was able to manipulate them and recreate, like, basically create an orchestra. For opening out, it was I'd had the, had the stem, so I took the vocal and then I got a MIDI file and I transferred, transformed the MIDI file into something like an orchestra um, and did stuff with a vocal, added some reverb. Um, so, whilst it sounds like I'm cheating, I'm not because there's a whole creative process that happens there. But with Best Night, I was listening to um, Best Night and it's kind of like an okay song. I was, but I wasn't ever blown away by it. Like, there's a lot of stuff on the Rebel Heart album. Where I'm like, mm, could be better. Um, but I was listening, and I was like, oh my god, this is basically Moments in Love by The Art of Noise. And so, Moments in Love um, by The Art of Noise is one of my favourite '80s synth songs. So, you asked me about the piano in Best Night in Love, my remix. Um, mm-hmm. And I stole that piano from a version of Moments in Love, a live version that was performed by an amazing artist called Anne Dudley, who was part of the trio, which was The Art of Noise. I was like, right, okay, I'm having that piano. And then I found a really good remix of Moments in Love, and I was like, right, okay, I can strip elements out of this. Um, And so when I did the first version of Best Night in Love, which was still quite long, it was like seven minutes, and I was like, oh, I'm really happy with this. I like it, I love it. And then I was like, you know what, I can do more. I can can really take people on a trip with this. So then I did the extended play version of Best Night in Love, which is the 10 minute version, which is the one that's super popular on SoundCloud. And then I added some elements of Justify My Love in there, and I got some of the unused vocals of Best Night popped those in there to make it extended. But then I extended the end, and I played all the strings. So so what you've got in this version, if you've got the original song, you've got Moments in Love by R. Noise, lots of different versions of, you've got elements of Justify My Love, and then you've got me playing strings and various bits and pieces, Especially at the end, the last two or three minutes where it just drips out and you strings and like a little blocking screen playing in the background with a bass line I wanna kiss you and pass, pass. I
0: wanna hold your hand in the wrong. I wanna make it, make it
1: And it's all this beautiful... I said to you before that a lot of remixes I do are happy accidents. Um, This was one of those moments where I was just like, fuck, this is so good. Like, you don't know that there are strings that I've played on a keyboard. It could be anything. Um, It just worked. And you've got, like, the moaning from Justify My Love and just... Yeah. Yeah, there's just so much going on. And I suppose one of the things that I always want to do in a remix is, like, because you were talking about length of stuff, right? Mm. And I don't like snacking. I like to be taken on a journey. So one of the things I do in remixing is I'm like, chuck every fucking thing in, like, put it all in, and then you strip it <laughs> out later, or you can move right. it around. So the point is that whatever the next time you listen to it, you'll be like, I didn't hear that. Oh, I didn't hear that. And I want people to be able to go to listen to my remixes and appreciate them for what they are, but then go back and go like, oh, fuck, I didn't notice that was happening.
0: And I think I did that when I um, kind of went back and listened to some of them, because I didn't just listen to them the one time. I, I, I did listen to them uh, a couple of times because I wanted to kind of pick up, okay, what did I miss the first time? Or what note can I make next to the song um, that I didn't hear the first time? as you're explaining it and me recalling, like when I was listening to it, it's like, yeah, that makes total sense. So I like that you can explain your process and that it matches what I heard from it. Cool. Cause it's it's not, I I don't, I don't envy the, the process of doing it. I think for you, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's a passion for you. So you love doing it and you love talking about it. And for me, I'm just amazed by it. So I can sit back and, listen to your remixes or or whoever whatever fan remixer and be like oh my god i can't believe that they that they was it were able to do that with this song i like hearing the the kind of process of of creation it makes it gives me full context of what i'm actually listening to and it makes me enjoy it more because now when i go back and listen to it again i'm going to be like okay yeah i remember when he said that that it totally makes sense now. And it, it, it might just like hit me at some point. So I love that about your remixes. And one of the, the remixes uh, that you had sent me was called awakenings. And um, you're like, yeah, this is one of my longer ones. And then I got to click on the link and it's 23 minutes <laughs> and it's three different songs. I'm like, no, I only wanted one remix, not one that included the remix." but I couldn't be more pleased that you sent that. And so for our listeners, awakenings is uh, it's a, a twenty three plus minute track and <laughs> includes erotica, secret, and drowned world. And okay, this is this is um, this took me to a place I've never been before. Uh, oh, but yes, here is my here is my kind of like persona that I go into. I'm handcuffed. I'm blindfolded. I'm wearing a harness, I'm in a dark lit room, in a sling, and you know, oh, like nice. I'm not even a bottom. Uh, not even you not usually though. But it that and like the transition to secret. I was just blown away by that because I'm, I'm just like transitioning from a song like erotica to secret. I feel like would be a very difficult task and you were able to do it in such a way where the actual remix of secret itself, like I was blown away by. And then when you transition into drown world, it's very, again, you, 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 you're able to transition from like this kind of like, dark seedy but like joyous experience takes you into more of like hey i just now I'm doing my walk of shame during Drowned world it's well <laughs> except you feel good about it so it's it's more like your your walk of pride right so you just feel very happy walking away from whatever you were just doing with erotica and secret <laughs> and, and and now you're and now you're just walking down the street and like yeah this is gonna the biting of the finger walking down the hallway oh. in just what I love, right? Like this is, this is the kind of the post climax climax of <laughs> <I> <laughs> the climax.
1: That. That. <laughs> that is a brilliant way to describe it. I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> but it's great. Well, I tell me
0: it. how you thought of it.
1: I suppose. Well, the, the, you know, when we were talking about, you can dance earlier in the, the segue between mm-hmm. into the groove and where's the party. Um, I since hearing that I've always wanted to do stuff like that. I I want to just make seamless, long remake long long things that people. And again, you know that story telling type thing. But the whole purpose of that was a story, and the reason why I called it awakenings was because erotica was like like like, you know we all we all remember the the sex period Mm -hmm. and everything, and that was like a sexual awakening thing, like. It was like, she was like full on, right? I'm going to do sex and I'm going to do show the world that I do sex. And nobody, I'm going to be completely apologetic about it. Um, and it was like, okay, right. I get it. So there was that element of like, and because you know, that whole, um, you know, like she talks about the blonde ambition tour being cathartic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's her career, right? It's catharsis. The whole, it's like that we've been taking on this whole fucking journey with her throughout her career. Um, of as watching her grow up, her experiences—it's all there. Like from, the like, like a prayer album, the messy divorce stuff, um, erotica. and it's like oh, I'm going to be out there doing all the sex, and then and then oh okay, like suddenly and then you see the, the softening in secret. There was something around like the, the bedtime stories era, which was a maturity, and so you go from sexual awakening to kind of like oh self awareness piece. And then there was this journey from, like, the Bedtime Stories era and suddenly we hit with, Ray of Light, and that was Spiritual Awakening for me. Right. So it was like, all yeah. of this, so that's why it's it it called Awakenings, and that's why I wanted to have it, to get those three songs together, because well, A, they're bloody good songs, and B, they tell a story of an artist going on a journey that we've all seen and witnessed and been part of as fans for so many years so that was i like your version better though i
0: like (laughs) (laughs) well now i like your version because now now when i go back and listen to it i'm that's what i'm going to be thinking about but i'll probably still think about myself you know
1: well, in now, some
0: bathhouse somewhere in, in Amsterdam. and
1: Yeah, but now I'm going to be thinking <laughs> that too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the last song I did want to talk about, because I, I know we're coming up on time, and I don't want to keep you all day, although I could sit here and talk to you about Madonna and remixes forever, uh, just like I do with all my guests. <laughs> but um, how I discovered you was, uh, I was on SoundCloud, and I was listening to some band remixes, and one that that was suggested for me to listen to was this remix by this this dj odm who did a remix of look of love and i'm like okay i want to check this out you know it's the 35th anniversary of who's that girl and then it starts and i'm just like "Wow, wow this is really good and it just continues take the tone of the score that's used in the movie and you kind of like modernize it into this very haunting mood and, and make it even more like ghostly and haunting than the song already is. So I wanted to talk to you about that. Cause I know you did, you did kind of this kind of who's that girl suite of songs mm. So you did. Who's that girl causing a commotion and look of love. Um, look of love is the standout one for me, just because it's, it's one of my favorite Madonna ballads and favorite songs. Take me through that. What made you decide to do kind of like a who's that girl type of uh, remixes and, and what made you decide to say, here's what I'm going to do with these?
1: So I mentioned Madonna Remixes United, my little remixing mm-hmm. gang. Um We were putting something out. So I was like, oh, I'll just I'll do a little dub version. And there's not any decent kind of acapellas or stems for causing a commotion, but I managed to get, I managed to create a, an, an acapella Using the software I talked about earlier. Uh, so I did this dub version and I was like, oh, okay, that's quite cute. Um, but again, because that's quite short actually, it's quite a short mix for me. It's mm-hmm. about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was like, right, I'm going to do a full on vocal mix of um, causing a commotion. And it went really well and I really liked it. And then I just I was like, oh, you know, yeah, I might have a go Who's That Girl Next. So I thought, oh, do you know what? I might just do the three singles. I'll just do them see what happens so who's that girl was a tough song to remix and i was like what can i do with this i don't and i I started doing a version of it and it was shit and i sent it to my friends my little mru friends and i'm like no i don't like it i'm not happy with it and then i did something else and, and one of them said that's good that bit there so i was like right okay that's that's the remix this bit i need to make this bigger and so then I was just I was just like, right, OK, I'm just going to fuck around with the vocals. And then I was like, well, I've got to do the look of Love now. Um, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's such a difficult song. Right? I don't know. <laughs> um, but then I was messing around with a guitar sound. So you get that lovely kind of strum guitar at mm-hmm. the start, yeah. which is actually a keyboard. <laughs> That's me. Oh wow. Keyboards like and software like I I, I wanna make a guitar sound like a guitar. Um so yeah. That's that's, incredible. And I know, thanks. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, it's amazing. Like it's and you explaining it, of course, now when I go to listen to it again, I'm gonna hear it. But I I it's not an easy thing to do. I can imagine that, you know, uh, how long do you typically spend on like making a remix
1: sometimes days not like continuously like um right um but so some are super quick but generally i might like, no, this it takes time because it should take time like again if you're going to yeah. have a good meal a nourishing meal you need to prepare that shit
0: how do you decide what you're going to remix <laughs> do, you, do you have like a, does something like pop in your head and you're like Oh, uh, you have the vision in your head, or is it something you just start and you're like, "I have, I have the stems for these. Let me try to come up with something." Or like, how does, how does what prompts you to decide to remix a song?
1: Um, it's both of those things, actually. What's, like, so the the music remix that I want to do is, um, and it's out there. There's a track called "Boogie Oogie" by Taste of Honey, and I was listening to it the other day. And and I was like, oh, okay, music will just drop right on top of this. And I went on YouTube and somebody's already done it, but they used a really shitty acapella um, from one of the original music remixes. So Mm -hmm. it's got all Mm -hmm. of the vocal effects from that remix, whereas I've got the stems so I can do a proper version of that. So "So that's what I'm trying to do. So um, if anybody now releases a better remix of or mashup of music and Boogie Oogie before I get to mine, You're an absolute arsehole for stealing the idea. I said it here on this podcast, and today's date is what? The 6th of August,
0: 2022.
1: The 6th. Yeah. So anyway, um, so it'll either be, oh, I've heard something, and I think they will work together, or it will be, like you said, it's like, oh, I've got the stems.
0: Let's try something. Never rest. Never rest until you, you always get your man yes exactly the man in this case the proverbial man being the remix yeah yeah
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) well with finally enough love coming out the Mm. uh, two disc 50 track version of all her i'm I'm guessing her favorite remixes or um i'm i know i'm sure you've seen the track listing and and Mm. heard the one disc version already is there anything that you're looking forward to that's that's coming out on there? No. I know they're, they're all remixes that have have been released in some form or another previously. Uh, but do you have any? Are you no. excited about it? No. No.
1: <laughs> no, not in the slightest. Um, and, and Felix, I know, kind of gave a similar answer on, on his uh, his interview with you. Um, no. There's nothing new here. Like, yeah, okay, great. We've got some edits of stuff, but. Oh, I can do that myself.
0: I'm better, <laughs> sorry to say it. Um, so, Well, as a fan, will you still buy like the record or the CD or, or no, anything that comes out?
1: No, no, um, I won't. I refuse. I flatly refuse. I will not buy into it. <laughs> She's got enough money. Um, in fact, <laughs> she should be paying me right now for actually reinterpreting ah. her songs into some something meaningful and decent.
0: Have you had ever had like a Madonna interaction? Do you know if like maybe she won
1: One. recently this year? Um, and again, it was around the time that she started teasing the whole um, remix revolution stuff. And so there is a guy on—I say guy—I don't know. There is a person on Instagram called Oh God, what are they crazy, Madonna? I think the handle is, um, mm-hmm. and they put out remix videos, little and they're these little biceps, like, TikTok tiktoky chunks um and they used um my bad feminist dub of express yourself and then yeah and then it got used and then she found it um and she retweets or she not retweets did she put it on her insta and it's on tiktok and on it had 1.4 million views on her insta post and i was like oh okay so this is fucking mental this is the closest I've ever been to anything. To do with wow! Anything. Yeah. Um, so I know somebody, like I used to work in the same place with them, who is related to somebody that Gaio Siri manages. I won't say any more than that because I don't want to give names away and stuff. That's not fair.
0: Um, he doesn't so, manage that many people, so well. I'm. Sure I could guess. <laughs> I could probably guess in five guesses. <laughs>
1: um so I was like, um anyway, I put on my Facebook, um, oh my god, this is mental Madonna shit, My Remix, someone get the Gaia Siri. And yeah. um and this person said, Well, actually I can. So I was like, Right, okay, could you? Um and so she reached out to somebody who was linked to Go to Siri, but nothing ever came of it. Because I had this little fantasy at the time was that Remix Revolution, she's gonna pick like some bootleg remixes and we'll all be basking in the glory. Like Dance Fifty Four for the um, like a Virgin yes, remix uh-huh. for um, yeah. Rebel Heart. I was like, Oh, okay, this is my moment now, this is my Dance Fifty Four moment, no. it wasn't it never happened and here i am bitter and twisted at 48 years old
0: (laughs) well the fact that you're telling me this because i i can tell you i remember when she did that and i remember this expression stuff and i'm like oh i've never heard this remix before i really like it at the time i didn't know it was a fan remix i thought it was something that she was working on So I kind of got excited and then someone did tell me like, oh no, that's actually a fan remix. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, like maybe she should do that. Maybe she should just do fan remixes. Um, But I didn't know it was you. So mm. <laughs> congrats. It's a great that's remix.
1: Nice. I remember
0: hearing it and saying like, I want to hear more. Thanks, um, buddy. So I definitely will check that out. Uh, well, I want to, th- I also just want to thank you for coming on the show and taking part and taking the time to talk to me about your, your remixing journey and uh, your, your remixing process. It's, it's quite amazing. It's, it's very overwhelming. I, of course, am going to continue following you. Can you tell the listeners where they can find your music or where they can say hi to you or anything like that?
1: Mm, yes, Odwyer Music. So that's O D W Y E R Music. Um, so O D M is just Odwyer Music. There's nothing, there's no like, it <laughs> doesn't mean anything really. It's just my surname. Um, you don't so have yeah. to tell people that. Keep the mystique going oh well, now they know anyway but there's a moody picture in fact my son told me off recently saying that the my my um logo picture picture of my face looking all moody and gray was not a good look for me and i should change it i was like oh okay thanks thanks child um <clears throat> i'm not gonna change it you're gonna put up my um so yeah find me go and listen to me share me Yeah, get into it,
0: people Well, it's awesome You definitely have some great remixes So I I do appreciate you taking the time And I hope you have A a great weekend And I can't wait to hear more music from you
1: Thank you I'll also plug my original stuff Like, Find me on Spotify And Apple Music ODM um, And also SoundCloud Go and listen to my original stuff If you like my remixes, then listen to my original stuff And make me rich yes please (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much Wayne it has been an absolute pleasure I really enjoyed this
0: it was a pleasure talking to you have a good weekend bye
1: Bring me back the new times that I thought I lost for good. You helped me find the reason
0: why You took me back surprise that you understood. You knew I know what I never wanted to say. Until I learned to love myself I was never, ever hurting anybody else Cause hell